This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world. Hey, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And today we're going to be talking about finding and keeping your motivation. And so it's always good to take a look at the stories and the lives that people have led before they've reached their goal, right? And, you know, some famous examples of this are like J.K. Rowling and uh, Walt Disney, right? So here you're looking at um, years of struggling only to, you know, and putting kind of like every last cent into um, their dreams only, you know, to eventually get success. But, um, you know, if, for example, in in Walt Disney's um you know, with Walt Disney's story, in in 1922, he founded um, Lafogram Studios in Missouri, and so he got a couple contracts. He made a little bit of money. He put all of his money into what it was that he was doing, and um, and then um, wound up uh, going bankrupt. And we all know basically that Walt Disney. Uh, grew his company and um, into a huge something that you know is is so huge at this point in time. Um, so you know it was um, it was his ability to kind of fall down and um, you know face this bankruptcy, which a lot of people have in their in their history, and very successful people have in their history. Um, and go keep his motivation for what it was that he really wanted to and move towards making his dream come true, ultimately to really succeed, right? So um, it, it is the this ability to really know what it is that is most important to us and stay connected to it that ultimately lands us at our goal. And this would be finding and keeping our motivation. Okay. So one of the things that I noticed this time of year is that um, really people get distracted, you know, and it's so beautiful out here. um, And there are, you know, a lot of good plans. People have great plans going into the summer. They have all these things that they're going to get done. Uh, they had a little burst of energy in springtime. And then suddenly, uh, it, the plans become less important as we, our attention goes to other things like going to the beach or taking a vacation or enjoying ourselves, right? In other ways, summer fun ways. 
So, of course, we need this time, and you've heard me talk about that so often, how important self-care is, how much we need time to relax, and it's, it is absolutely part of what keeps us on track with our goals. And it's also, uh, you know, it's a goal in and of itself, and it makes our life quite meaningful. So, you know, but um, one of the things that it makes me think about, at least, is all the times that we get distracted and lose sight of what it was that we wanted to accomplish. And how is it that we can do both those things? Kind of have the spontaneity, you know, do the things that are fun and relaxing and also um, keep on task with the things that we also want to get done that are uh, maybe a little more longer term in their plan, maybe require some step-by-step actions. So motivation is basically the reason that we do things, right? We can be motivated because we want a certain outcome. We want a reward of some kind. Um, and we can also be mo- motivated by wanting to avoid something. Like if I do this, then this won't happen. Right. Um, but what is it that happens, right? When somebody, when somebody wants something, they say that they want it and then they don't seem to get it. Right. What happened to that motivation? And, you know, some of the reasons, and there's, there's probably a lot of different ways that we could break down why it is people don't follow through and um, to reach, do the things that they need to in order to reach their goals. Um, so I just broke it down into a handful of them that I thought would be helpful to take a look at. Um, because when we learn how it is that we sort of lose our motivation, it can then be a lot easier to stay on track when we want to or to get back on track. So it becomes easier actually for us to have that relaxation time, have that vacation and all of that kind of thing because we know really how to get ourselves back on track. And um, and we're more productive during that time because we're staying with our motivation. We're staying moving forward. So then that opens up more time to do other things that are not about reaching this particular goal. So the two really work hand in hand. It's it's not about letting go of one of them, but it is about becoming really so confident and capable in your ability to set a goal and move towards that goal and stay moving towards that goal that then you can relax and take time off for it in a good way too. So some of the reasons that people don't follow through on their goals are, are things like they compartmentalize, right? Um, or they go into a state of denial or they have a difficulty kind of keeping their attention or fear comes up and takes over. Or sometimes it's because people aren't really clear about what it is that they really want, right? And, you know, not, not knowing what it is that's really going to motivate them. Okay, so if these kind of things happen, then what is it that we can do about it, right? 
So let's take them kind of one by one. If you have a habit of compartmentalizing, right? It, it, compartmentalizing is it kind of drawing these arbitrary lines that in, in our life, um, it can be, you know, in different relationships or different aspects of our life. Um, in it can also be, you know, in our mind between, you know, concepts, um, or, uh, you know, what's important and, or what we're paying attention to. And what can happen is you can, you lose the focus in one area of your life while focusing in the other. It's almost like you walked into a room and when you walked into that room, all the other rooms stopped existing. That's probably a best way to describe it, right? So when you're looking at one aspect of your life, these other aspects of your life totally disappear. And what can happen if you do that, um, there's a way that you can do that where you actually just lose sight. It's like you lose sight of what your goal was. You can't keep it on track. You, you don't really remember. You get over doing something else and, um, you know, you, you lose that focus that you had. Um, so you go to the beach and then you go and do something else and then you go and do something else and you're having a really great time and you don't get back to needing to show up for work or you're working on your business and you focus on one aspect of it and you totally neglect another aspect of it. So, um, you know, it, what, what we need to do here is we need to kind of build a bridge across this divide, right? And so it, it, it's about kind of creating this, uh, cross, this, this connection, which might be as simple as reviewing your goals on a regular basis, right? Um, or, um, looking at areas that can benefit where you can work that benefit multiple areas of your life at once. Um, or you can also, you know, use this as a great place for an outside expert, like a, a coach to help you remember what it is that is important to you and keep all of kind of the balls in the air. So, Keeping your goals one place where you can see them, what this allows you to do is hold. It's like a, it's like a practice of being able to hold all the different parts of your life at once. And just by doing that, it helps to build that bridge and increase sort of our ability to, you know, move from one area of our life to another without getting so disconnected from it that we we lose sight of it and it gets dropped in some way or it becomes unimportant and um what, you know creating ways of working and thinking that uh benefit multiple areas of your life like this is such a wonderful thing um and who i think really did a great job of writing about this is um a total i think it's friedman but it's total leadership is the book and it is basically about, you know, if, if you're doing all these different things in your life, you know, your home life and your work life and your, you know, your social life. And it's like, 
what happens when you start to think about ways for all of those areas to benefit at once or more than one area to benefit at once? And when you start thinking in a big way like that, sometimes really unique solutions come out that allow you to kind of shift what it is that you're prioritizing or that you're focusing on, but really be addressing other things at the same time. So that's a great skill to bring in. And then not needing very much uh, explanation, but when you put your thoughts out there to someone else and, um, you know, or your goals out there to someone else, whether that is a professional or it's a friend, uh, then you, like it's when they give you, oh, well, what happened to that thing that you were talking about doing, right? Weren't you saying before that you really wanted to start a business of your own? It's like right there. That's just your friend asking a question. But that question then reminds you, oh, yeah, I was talking about that. Gosh, I've been talking that a little about that a little bit for like the last couple of years, but I haven't really been taking action on it. Right. So those are the kind of things that help bring you out of that compartmentalized way of being. And so kind of very similar to compartmentalization or at least has a a great degree of relationship is um, denial. So we can deny how, um, you know, not taking action is affecting us or we can even deny uh, that we made a, a, a goal, that we made that goal, that we even said that it was something that we were going to do. Oh, I never said that. Right. Um, but I think that when we say that, um, this isn't like, it's so easy to say that like, oh yeah, but you know, my, my not starting my business really, you know, it's not so bad. My job's okay. Right. Things are pretty good. Like right now and it's, it's all right. And so what, might happen there is like if you look at at the very base level, even if it's not adversely affecting an aspect of your life, you set a goal for yourself. You you decided there was something that you wanted to do and then you didn't do it, which means that there's a way that you're out of integrity with yourself. And then also that you you stop trusting yourself. Right. Because you said you were going to do something and then you didn't follow through on it. And whenever we do that, what happens is, is then we say, Oh yeah, well, chances are I'm not going to do that either. I got, you know, and we start to have this story about ourselves that, you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. I say stuff like that all the time, but I never do it. And, and then that really is demotivating because we are almost saying like, Oh yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter what I say. You know, it's just going to be the same result, right? So we're really just kind of taking the steam out by um, not acknowledging the fact that it causes us some, you know, either disappointment, emotional distress, or real effect in our life when we make a goal, because there was a reason we made that goal, and then we don't follow through on it, Okay. So what you do about this, and you can kind of hear it in what I was saying, is that what you do is you turn up the volume on the feelings that are associated with not doing what you said you were going to do. So you get really in touch 
with what the, exactly what it is that you're trying to not be in touch with. You say, whoa, wait a second here. How do I really feel about that? How do I feel about the fact that I set that goal and I'm not, I haven't done it yet? Or what does it feel like, you know, to not see that particular change in my life? And this, you know, this kind of, um, you know, kind of like sensitivity, like increasing our sensitivity to where it is that, um, you know, we're actually feeling some discomfort that we're pushing away while it could be used against you, right? Um, you could say, oh yeah, now I feel like crap about the fact that I didn't do it. You can use it for motivation. It's like, oh, I'm actually not happy with this. How about I do something about it? And you can ask yourself on top of that, which is, uh, is it really true that not reaching this goal is fine for me? And if the answer is yes, then maybe you want to take it off your goal list. But, you know, maybe the answer is not yes. And then it's important to say, okay, how is it really affecting me? And now what do I want to do about that? Okay. So that's, that's, uh, two parts or two ways that we kind of demotivate ourselves, compartmentalizing and being in denial about, um, how it's actually affecting us. And I'm going to talk some more about some of these things that happen to our motivation when we come back from a commercial break. Um, so if you have any questions about this particular topic, um, I'd love to hear them. So feel free to call in and, um, I'll talk to you in just a couple minutes. Are you craving positive change in your life, dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for your personal development. And on August 8th, she kicks off her Life Work Community Program. This powerful 10-month program will help you get connected to your true self and create meaningful changes throughout your life. Visit www.katesiner.com forward slash work dash with dash me and choose Life Work Community from the list to find out more. We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.katesiner.com. craving positive change in an area of your life, dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected. Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. 
Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesigner.com. This is Dr. Kate Siner again with Real Answers, and we've been talking about finding and keeping your motivation. And specifically, I was saying that, you know, if you look at the history of anybody who is really successful, you will find some dark times. And in those dark times, what was it that kept them moving, right? And that would be the keeping your motivation part. What is it that helps you keep that? And uh, then I went on to say that there are certain things that we do that demotivate us um, or that stop us from reaching our goals. And, you know, some of those are like compartmentalizing or denying the effects that it actually has on our life. So um, other ways that we um, kind of take out our motivation is, um, you know, people who have t- uh, problems with uh, attention, right? So this often happens with people who have ADD and ADHD and they easily get distracted. One thing leads to another and then the person is way off track. And it really has to do with a um, the way that the brain is functioning and that, yes, there are things that can be done about it, but it's important to know that it kind of comes from a different place than some of these other things that I was talking about. Right. And then another thing that happens that can be very challenging for people um, with ADD is um, that they have difficulty organizing how to get started. Right. And then that's very demotivating. And the things that I was talking about before about how it feels after you haven't followed through on something a number of times, that also happens where people, you know, with ADD can start to feel like, oh, well, you know, I. And I just get, I get so frustrated or I, I don't, you know, finish these things or I'm so, so tired of disappointing myself and they kind of give up on, you know, reaching towards their goals. So this is a really great uh, place to um, get um, a self-help book um, and start to look into reading about what you can do. Um, if you have these kind of attentional problems, what you can do to help keep yourself on track. And it is really helpful um, in that situation to enlist the support of another person. This is a great place. I mean, it's just like what's going to help you, whether it's your assistant that helps keep you on track or it is, you know, your coach who helps keep you on track, um, whatever it is that, um, you know, helps to kind of keep the motivation going and helps to keep the focus in place. So um, if that is an issue, definitely um, take some time, do some reading about it, and then um, put in the supports um, to help you stay on track. Okay. And so another thing that people deal with um, around their motivation is fear. This is a, this is huge. And a lot of times things like the compartmentalization or the denial really come from this place of, of fear. 
um, or they are um, a reaction to being afraid. Okay. Um, so, you know, in this situation, um, when you are, you know, feeling this fear, it's really good to, to find out what specifically it is that you're afraid of, right? It's almost, it's almost like knowledge is power in this situation where if you don't know what's stopping you, then it's a lot harder to find a way to support yourself through the process, right? So in, in what, what does it look like? to support yourself through the process, right? And this is a question that people have a lot, right? So they get, they get aware. They're like, okay, now I know I'm afraid. I'm afraid of whatever. I'm afraid of the exposure. I'm afraid of the success. I'm afraid of having my heart broken, what have you, right? So these are the, the fears that people have. So now what do you do to make sure that you can support yourself through that fear? Okay. Um, so there are a lot of different components of this. It's not a, a one, one component thing. But you, you do want to work on multiple different levels. You want to work with um, your mind to start to shift your thoughts. So shifting from maybe a negative outlook of what might happen to a more positive outlook of what might happen. You want to shift yourself emotionally. So moving from a place where maybe you're feeling a lot of anxiety to um, a place where you're feeling good and solid, right? And one of the easiest ways to do that is either to do something you love or connect with a time where you felt really strong and solid and then start to bring in that feeling. So you connect with the feeling and then you pay attention to it so much that you actually start to feel that way more and more. Okay. So um, another thing that can sometimes work is, um, is getting uh, another thing that can sometimes work for, you know, kind of getting past your, your fear is um, getting clear about um, what it is, like what it is that you are uh, really trying to avoid, like why it is that you're trying to avoid something. And then look at how likely is that to actually happen. So this is where you rationalize with yourself. So I'm afraid that this horrible situation might happen. How likely is it to happen? Like you actually take a look at that. And, and that can help you contain the fear. And then also even looking at if, if the worst case scenario happened, would I be able to deal with it? And how would I be able to deal with it? Or how would I deal with it? Those are all things that kind of give you an extra sense of confidence or strength in dealing with your, your fear. So <clears throat> sometimes what happens is the reason that people feel a loss in motivation is that they set a goal for themselves that isn't actually what they wanted, right? And sometimes it's like we set a goal because we think it's what we should want or it's, you know, what somebody told us we should want. 
or it's what our partner wants. You know, it's like, it can be all these reasons, but it's not actually something that we really want. So if you've kind of, you know, gone through and looked at all the different things, like, is it, you know, did any of these other things play a role in my loss of motivation? Right. And you're still not really finding the motivation. It might just be worth asking the question, right? Like, is this really what I want? Is there any way that I could shift or adjust it so that it would be even more exciting to me? It would be even more what I wanted, right? So sometimes we just need to make a small adjustment, sometimes a large adjustment, and then we're really excited about the goal again and we find our motivation. Um, And sometimes, you know, we take a look at the situation and say, "Mm, you know, actually, I'm not doing this just because it's not that important to me. And sometimes it can be something that you really want to learn how to do or you really want to do. And but it doesn't fall high enough on your priority list. Right. In which case, just identify it for what it is. Just name it for that. Like, yeah, I've got a little bit of motivation towards that. And but it's not a priority for me right now. Right. And that way, by being really clear about what it is that is, are your actual uh, actual goals, you start to build that credibility with yourself because you're saying, yep, this is what's most important to me and I'm taking care of it. This other thing, yeah, it's kind of important to me, but maybe it will if it fits in. Right. And so you start to really trust yourself there. So once you are motivated, right, and it's like, what do you do to keep this? Right. So some of the things that you can do to really keep yourself on track are to acknowledge your progress, to recognize that undesired results uh, are a part of the process or can be a part of the process. Um, you can give yourself rewards. You can evaluate your goals regularly to keep them fresh. You can delegate things that crush your motivation. And you can, in an ongoing way, attend to your emotional state, really cultivate that um, optimal state of being that I talk about a lot. Okay. So it's really easy, especially when we're looking at longer range projects, it's really easy to lose our motivation, especially when we're dealing with a situation that doesn't yield immediate results, right? We have to do it for a long time. And maybe even some of the like feedback we're getting in the beginning is less than favorable, Um, so we have to do it for a while before we're actually getting that reward for having, uh, done it. And there's all sorts of things like this. Sometimes there's never that kind of full on reward for something that we really want to do. But what's important to do is to mark your progress along the way and to acknowledge Um, the small successes, right? One of the things that people do that demotivates them is that they're so critical of themselves that everything that they do isn't good enough, 
Right. So then when they, they're like, yeah, well, I got that far, but I didn't, you know, get a hundred percent of it done. Right. And they'll say this kind of over and over and over again to themselves. And that's sort of the opposite of what I'm talking about right here. Some, what people do to demotivate themselves. And what we can do to motivate ourselves is to just say, okay, look at this. Like this is a really hard, long project and I got this component of it done. You know, I have these five tasks got completed today. This is so important, especially when people, you know, what I see when, when I'm working with people in business development is, you know, they have such big dreams. Their goals are so big a lot of the time and the steps are so small that it's really easy to diminish the actual effort that goes into those steps and also the, like how important they are and how they're big markers of progress. So it's very important that you kind of give yourself this positive feedback at different points and that you set yourself up to get it so that you say, okay, I'm going to do it for this segment. Like once I get done with this, I'm going to work on this for an hour, right? And then once I'm done with that for an hour, I'm going to acknowledge myself. Good for you. You did it for an hour, especially if it's something that you don't really like to do. Yeah, then it's like, well, yeah, that's awesome that you showed up and that you did it. So, um, you know, I touched on this before, but recognizing that, um, oh, wait a second here. So recognizing that undesired results can be a part of the process, right? So this is like strengthening yourself for the journey. It's not going to be a smooth ride. Very few things that we go for um, that require us to have motivation in the first place are smooth, completely smooth and and easy. And so we want to we want to be ready for that. Because when we have this viewpoint that everything is supposed to run smoothly, because so many things really actually do run smoothly, um, but there's always a portion of the experience that's a little bit rocky. So when we know that that's going to happen, then it gets a lot easier to stay motivated. It gets a lot easier to kind of keep rolling with it. You know, I had someone say to me recently that she was worried about traveling, um, you know, I was trying to prepare and get all these different things done. And my response was, well, you know, in traveling, pretty much something always goes wrong. And, um, and that doesn't matter. It's still all perfect. And, um, and I think that that's true, not just for traveling, but for all, all aspects of life. But when we kind of have it in mind that a certain amount of bumpiness, it's just normal then it really helps us like not obsess about the bumps and get sidetracked by them. Cause when that happens, you know, when we, when we kind of start focusing like, Oh, it's bad. It's like not happening or whatever. That's when it's like, it takes so much more energy to do it. And then we exhaust ourselves and then sometimes we give up. Right? 
So another part about that is similar to what I was saying, which is about, you know, really being aware if, you know, your current actions are bringing you towards or away from what you do or don't want. So paying attention to that is what I'm doing right now, bringing me towards something that I don't want an outcome that I'm really not wanting for myself. Right. And then switching course or is what I'm doing right now. Look at it. It's contributing overall. I don't have to worry so much about the goal. If I know that what I'm doing is contributing to the goal. And that allows me to be in the process a lot more and to be a lot more relaxed about it. And the better I feel, right, as we get – when we t- I talk about a emotional um, – attending to our emotional state, which I'll talk about after the break, the better that we feel, the easier it is to keep our motivation. Our goals are, are – we usually set them because they're exciting for us. And when they're exciting for us and it's just like what keeps us kind of showing up and doing it is this good feeling, Right? And so, you know, when we kind of make a point of really just being in the process and doing things that contribute towards what it was, is that we want, we just kind of naturally feel good and that helps us stay on track. Okay. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and then I'll be right back with more about finding and keeping your motivation. Are you craving positive change in your life, dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for your personal development. And on August 8th, she kicks off her Life Work Community Program. This powerful 10-month program will help you get connected to your true self and create meaningful changes throughout your life. Visit www.katesigner.com forward slash work dash with dash me and choose Life Work Community from the list to find out more. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected. Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesiner.com. We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. 
Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.kateseiner.com. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Seiner. This is Real Answers, and I am talking about finding and keeping your motivation. Right? So what I was talking about before the break is what we can do once we're motivated to kind of keep ourselves on track. So things like acknowledging our process, you know, kind of suiting up for the journey, recognizing that undesired results can be part of it, um, and giving yourself um, rewards as you move forward. That's actually the next one. So giving yourself rewards as you move forward, um, and it's for it's kind of builds on acknowledging your process. Right. So you acknowledge your process each step of the way, but then you make a point of doing something that rewards you for your accomplishments. Now, that can be as simple as stopping and saying, awesome. And it can be as big as like when I reach this goal or when I do this, I am going to treat myself to and put something in there. Uh, that is a reward. Sometimes it's just a reward can be a break. You know, after I get, you know, 30 minutes of this done, especially if it's really difficult, right, I'm going to give myself a break. And so what is it that you can do or that you can set up for yourself, both short-term and long-term, that rewards you for, you know, moving, you know, keeping your your momentum going in a particular direction? Okay. So another thing that can happen is we're continually changing and we're getting, we're gathering information um, from our activities. And so our goals can get stale or they can just start to drift. Um, or we drift away from our goals, however you want to look at it. And what happens is that what was exciting isn't exciting anymore. And if you think about it, think back, you know, to 10 years ago and think of a goal. First of all, you might not even be able to remember what your goal is. <laughs> Second of all, if you do think like, oh, I was trying to do something like, you know, buy my house or, you know, uh, you know, start a business and then say, okay, now, how motivated would you be that to do that right now? Right? And maybe sometimes you say, well, actually, that's still a relevant goal. And other times it's just going to be not accurate for you anymore because you've changed. Maybe you have different needs. Maybe your goal at this point is to sell your house. You know, so things will change and you will change. And if you kind of just set your goals. Some people kind of set their goals and then go on default. So if you set your goals and then just kind of keep plugging away at them, sometimes you get them and you're like, whoa, wait a second here. This isn't really what I wanted. And you can prevent that 
by just taking some time on a regular basis. Um, and often, you know, a yearly basis to just say, okay, what are these bigger goals that I'm moving towards? And, you know, are they still accurate for me? And do I need to make any adjustments to them based on what I know now that I didn't know then? And that, that kind of refreshment of your goals is, you know, keeps them juicy and exciting. And what I was saying um, before the break is, and I'll talk a little bit more about, is that you, um, your emotional state has a lot to do with how well you're able to stay um, motivated. So one of the things that I also think is really important is that if reaching your goals means you have to do a lot of things that you really don't like, it might make sense to either look for alternate ways to do it or to delegate out some of the tasks. Okay. Now this isn't always possible. And sometimes things that we don't like, it makes total sense for us to do them, to grow our ability to do them. Um, you know, and for example, we might not like a certain learning phase of something, but really love it once we learn it. So you can't delegate that out because you're going to need to go through that difficult phase. But there are other things that actually don't contribute um, to what it is that we ultimately want for ourselves or don't make the goal, reaching the goal possible or any better. It's like it doesn't matter whether we do it or not. And in those cases, it makes so much sense to find someone to to do that. Um, this happens all the time in in business where people are trying to do everything when really it's best that they find someone else who can do it faster and easier and enjoys doing it more. Right. So um, that delegating out might seem like, oh, well, yeah, of course it makes a lot of sense in business. Um, it can make sense at work and things like that. But what about our, our lives? Right. And so, you know, what are the types of things that we might be delegating out? Well, I mean, at this point in time, you can pretty much delegate out anything that you want. So if there's, you know, uh, if you have a goal to be more organized, um, but actually putting the systems in place for your organization is something that you don't do very well because it's just not easy for you and it's, uh, it takes a lot of labor, it takes a lot of emotional strain, then that's a place where you could easily either get someone to help you. That could be a friend, that could be a professional um, who gets someone to help you that it's they like to do it, that it's easy for them to do or that it's their work to do. Um, or, you know, they can help you or they can do it themselves. Right. So that would be how you might be able to delegate something in your life. So if you're up against it, you really see yourself kind of like getting demotivated because of a certain task. You can ask yourself, is there a way that I can either move forward without doing this task and effectively move forward without doing the task? Or um, is there someone that I can get to do this for me? 
um, so that I can move forward and really focus my efforts towards what I'm going to be best at doing and what I'm going to get the most richness and reward out of. Um, and we're all made very differently. So um, what you don't like to do, someone else might really love to do. And in that way, you know, everyone is is benefiting. Everybody's getting something from it. Okay. So, and finally, the thing that I want to talk about for the rest of this time is about attending to your emotional state, right? So in many different ways have I kind of touched on, you know, what it means to kind of maintain that optimal state, but it's really important when it comes to keeping your motivation because, you know, you, you, how you feel has so much to do with your perception of whether you're making progress or not making progress, whether your goal's worth it in the first place. And, and, um, you know, it, it makes it so much easier when you are in kind of a, um, a better place, uh, to sustain your focus and to sustain your efforts to move towards your goal. So what do you do to um, maintain this kind of more optimal ideal state? And one of the things that's important to do is to kind of clear out the backlogs of emotional residue that kind of hold you back. And that's usually thought of as like process work. You find out you, you get in contact with the emotions that are related to a specific event that you've kind of pushed aside and you allow yourself to feel those emotions and come to terms and then move forward. So that's one of the things that is really important to kind of keep yourself. It's like you think about it as like cleaning the pipes or, you know, anything else that can get kind of gunked up or can stagnate. So you want to keep things moving. You want to keep them fresh. You want to keep them healthy emotionally and in other ways. So you can kind of clear things out from the past. And then you can put your habits in place that help keep you in a good emotional state. And interestingly, you know, some of those things or, you know, fortunately, some of those things are the, like the relaxation, the fun times, the, you know, um, and not that our goals aren't fun. I mean, sometimes they can be wonderfully fun, but even so a break from them is important. So we do want to create that, um, that balance and we do want to contribute to our emotional state through having a meaningful and rich life. And that's going to help us stay on track with our goals. So sometimes when people are overworking and they start to see diminishing returns, one of the things that I say to them is just stop. You're not, it's like, it's not worth it at this point. Go and do something. Give yourself a day off, you know, and when they give themselves that day off, it's like they spring back up. It's like, and they remember how much they love their goal and how they want to move forward, right? Because they've just been pushing at it, pushing at it too much. So it's really important that you care for your whole life. And by caring for your whole life, it's going to keep you on track with your goals even more, right? 
And likewise, like what I was saying in the beginning, if you do the opposite, right, if you forget about some of the other things that are important in your life, like you, some of your goals that you set and you just go into kind of, uh, you know, your fun times, your vacation or your trip to the beach or whatever, that is also going to kind of throw you off balance after a while. You might not feel as satisfied with your life because you're not working on other things that you think are important. So both are very important to maintaining your motivation uh, as you, you know, you know, move forward. So what I suggest that you do with all of this material is just kind of take a moment to see where do I get hung up, right? And what might be one of these things, one of these kind of ways of keeping my motivation that I could start to implement uh, to help keep myself on track. And, and, and then, you know, and what are one of the things that I can do to troubleshoot where I get off track and just play around with it a little bit. You know, that's part of it is, is experimenting with what really does help me kind of operate optimally, really stick with my motivation. Um, so as far as finding and keeping your motivation goes, um, you know, one of the things that I do within my LifeWork community program is really help people set goals for all aspects of their life. Um, and then to find ways of continuing to progress towards those goals kind of in a consistent and enjoyable manner, really keeping the enjoyment factor in the goals. I think that's, a, that's about creating more pleasure, happiness, and meaning in your life is really finding ways of moving forward that feel very good to you. Um, so by all means, check that out. You can go to my website and katesigner.com and go to the work with me page, go to life work community. Um, and that will tell you some about that program. Um, and I'm also doing a webinar on Tuesday night, uh, um, explaining some of the aspects of this program. So I will talk to you next week and, um, I look forward to connecting with you then. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help. 